When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Harry Wakes right to the last. Harry Welcome to the last word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, or on Audio Boom. We're across all major audio platforms. We're also across the social medias. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And we are returning for our second show of the week. A busy, busy week for Tottenham. And I think it's fair to say we haven't known the right time to record, but we are here to provide you some reaction to the news of Harry Kane. What is going on in the world of Harry Kane and Tottenham at the moment? Harry Kane, of course, not turning up for training so far this week. Expected now, as things stand, to be returning to Spurs towards the end of the week, possibly early next week. And of course, we've just had a pre-season match against Chelsea, which has ended in a 2-2 draw. Delighted to have alongside me for this one. I've got Jason McGovern and Anthony Costa incoming. Jason, absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. Just want to get your immediate thoughts of this draw we've just had against Chelsea. It was a game where it was entertaining, don't get me wrong, 2-2. Um, I think the first half Spurs just were being, <laughs> I would be saying, out all over the place. But to be fair, second half, there was a bit of fight in there from Tottenham. I think you've got to say that Chelsea made a whole host of changes, which I think definitely tipped the balance in Spurs' favour. I know it's only pre-season, but can you take anything, Jason, from the fact that Spurs were 2-0 down and did fight back? to bring it 2-2 on the back of what's been a really difficult week for the football club. Yeah, I'm sure that um, Nuno will have uh, will be pleased that, that they've come back. I'm sure sure the players will have uh, got some confidence from it. But, you know, it, it's, it's pre-season, as you say, so many changes. But, you know, let's be honest, they're the champions of Europe. 
we finished seventh. It's a, a ground we've won at once in the last 30 years or whatever. So, you know, anytime you go just to Hanford Bridge and get something, you've got to come away and, and take it as a positive. And um, that's all you can do. There's, there's still players to come back for, for them. There's still players to come back from us. I mean, I know we'll talk about him in a minute, but I saw the headline that on BBC, the big shock breaking news headline came not involved, which... You know, quite well, they thought that was a shock, I don't know. But it's worth pointing out that even if Kane had been training, Mason Mount wasn't involved, Ben Chilwell wasn't involved, Jorginho wasn't involved, Emerson wasn't involved. No player that was on England duty or Italy duty that went all the way has been involved in friendlies yet. So, you know, even if Carrie Kane had come back and was training on Monday, he still wouldn't have been involved. It's as simple as that. So it's a non-story that Harry Kane wasn't playing at Chelsea tonight. Out of interest, Jace, we're going to come on to Harry Kane in a bit more detail later in the show, but for the rest of the squad, does that affect the camp? I mean, obviously, there's been a number of players coming back from the Euros this week, so like Sir Hoybier, uh, Roden's obviously back, Davis as well, a lot of players that have come into, obviously, training now, Hotspur way to have their COVID testing, to start doing some light exercise work and ball work. As players at this stage, is it a case where they just get their head down, or do you think other players' movements do affect the nature of the club and how things have played out so far this week? I'm sure it's discussed in the dressing room. Um, but then again, I'm sure most of the players probably knew what the summer was going to hold. I think, you know, they were probably all expecting a deal to be done. You could kind of tell the reaction of players after the Leicester game and Harry Way was walking around after the Villa game. So, you know, none of it, none of it has been a surprise to me. I've said all along, right from last year, if City pay the money, they'll get the player. Um, and, and that, I think, is still the case. And I'm sure the players, you know, the, the Harry will have had spoken to them and they'll know how he feels, but it's, it's their job. They just get on with it. You know, we have been buoyed by Sonny's news of, uh, of him signing a contract. It's been good to see Lucas Moura in, in good form pre-season and, and you just get on with it. And, you know, new players will arrive. Hopefully Romero arrives in the next couple of days. Uh, other players will be arriving too and, and it's no different to any club at pre-season you know Aston Villa won't be disrupted by Greenish leaving you know they've gone about other business today and, and it's up to Tottenham to do the same and and then we, we kick off you know until the end of the transfer window every club's unsettled in that respect but players just get on with it right Thoughts Jace on this pre-season so far by the fact that we've got obviously now Chelsea Arsenal back-to-back draw against Chelsea 2-2 um are you a fan of these kind of games in pre-season to be playing a Premier League opposition? Well, I think it's, um, you know, part of the... We'd normally be on a tour, wouldn't we? And, and involved in in prestigious games and against Juve's and, and Inter Milan's in that ICC trophy and things like that, or, or on a on a proper tour. But, um, you know, part of COVID has, has come along and so you, you can't travel great distances, you can't leave the country, so... You know, you might as well play play these games. Um, you know, I think because of the Euros, most of the teams are disrupted anyway. So it's not like it's a, a full-on game. You might as well play a decent opposition. We've just played Colchester and MK Dons. And, and as soon as we win those, we say, well, it is only MK Dons or it is only Colchester. So, you know, you've got to get up to speed to play a Premier League game against Manchester City and you'll only do that by playing better opposition so if you can't play overseas sides you need to play Premier League sides but I think uh, Man United have played Brentford haven't they? Yep Already, uh, yep. Arsenal obviously played Chelsea in that series mm. so you know it, it, it's it's what it is and, and make the most of it mate 
Yeah, I think we're all keen to see Spurs have some form of identity back, some form of playing style that we can resonate with. I know it's very early stages, but the Chelsea performance in the second half did show some really nice passages of play where Spurs were kind of reverting back to that nice return of quick one-touch pass in a movement. I know it's all about fitness, of course, at this stage, but I mean, that should obviously please you that there is already some form of an idea and philosophy of how the club wants to play. That must be key for Nuno. And I suppose the question I want to ask you is, at the moment, how hard is that to try and ingrain it into the players where he hasn't had much time with some of them and we've got Man City coming up in, what, less than a fortnight now? How, we, how quickly can he get the players to adapt to the way he wants them to play? Well, that, that, that's always going to be tough, but it, it's, you know, it's to a degree, all the teams that have got players at Euros have had disruptive pre-seasons. As I say, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea don't have Mason Mount and Jorginho. They will kick off the first game of the season for Chelsea. Won't they, those? And Ben Chilwell will be in that side. So, you know, when you get a new manager, it, it's just one of the, the difficulties that when you have when you change a manager in a tournament year. Um, but it, it's players you get on with it. I mean, in terms of systems and impressing, they should know enough how to press football. They should know the difference between playing 3 4 3 and 4 2 3 1. So, yes, you've got to impart your your ways on it. But um, I think it it takes time for that to happen, to get it exactly right. And and you try in pre-season, but not being funny, if, if you had all the players back, it wouldn't be absolutely banging time for, for match day one. It, it will take, it's in a, it's a process of evolution. And it, you know, I, I think we'll see up and down performances this season. What I still don't know is whether Nuno will play with a back three. I know at the moment we've had back four, back four, but, Partly of that is we haven't got any centre-halves back. You know, I know Rodon was was on the bench tonight and Eric Dyer's there, but, you know, Sanchez hasn't been back, whether people think he's good enough. Toby's gone. Romero isn't in yet. The, the Japanese player hasn't arrived yet. So, you know, it's very difficult for Nuno to to really show his, his, his uh, ideas, whether we will have a three at the back or whether we will have a flat back four. So that... That's still to be decided. But in terms of pressing football and trying to get on the ball, those things, you know, that, that doesn't matter whether, whatever the formation you're playing. And, and we'll see. You know, Manchester City will be a tough, tough asking game. But, you know, it's, it's important. Like I say, for me, the, the bigger game in a weird way is Watford away because that's where we'll be expected to go and win a game and expected to be dominant in possession. And, it, you know, Manchester City, first day, we, we know how Manchester City are. Yes, we've beaten them at home a couple of times, but, but you know, it would be no surprise, even if even if everything was going smoothly, that Manchester City came and beat us. And they're a fantastic side. So Watford is for me is the much bigger test than Manchester City. Yeah, no, it's fair to say. Um, we've got a statement here from Brock Soccer Ball who says the first half against Chelsea was ugly, but I can tell the players are a lot fitter. It's gonna be a struggle at first, but I'm starting to see the players are adapting to Nuno's ideologies. We're going to have to be patient with this team, but I feel we are heading in the right direction. I mean, it's so early days. What we've had three or four games of the Nuno, it's such a hard time to really judge at the moment just where Spurs are at. I mean, it's great to see, I think, some fighting spirit in there. 2 0 down on the back of what's been a really tough week for Spurs fans in general on the back of the Harry Kane news. I think we could all have done with a lift. And you know what? I think it's good to see that under a new manager that at least we have shown that desire, that hunger to come back and draw 2-2. A player, Jason, that has had an interesting pre-season so far and one that does continue to divide opinion is Lucas Moura. He's got his third goal of pre-season. He's had also two goal contributions so far, tallying that up to five. What have you made of Lucas Moura? Because um, ironically, he was at fault for the first goal. He lost the ball on the halfway line after attempting to dribble it past Kante 
been the dispossessed in. And Ziyech was able then to run and challenge through the half from the halfway line to fire Chelsea home. But uh, Mora is one of those players where um, you wonder just, you know, how much longer he's got at Tottenham in a way. But then you just feel, again, that word potential is used so often. Will we ever see that materialise into anything else, Jace? It's, it's hard. I mean, you know, he, he's doing everything he can at the moment. He's, he's impressing the new manager. He's... I've been pleased with the assists as much as um, with, because, you know, one of my criticisms is he doesn't seem to link up with any player. He's very much an individual player and it's been good to see him making a few passes. So we know he can score goals. We, we know his strengths and pace and running with the ball, but, but the, 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 the defence splitting pass we, is, is new to us with, with Lucas Moura. It's a big season for him. I think you know, he was one of those that we probably would have let go if we got an offer. But if he can, uh, you know, having, having lost Bell, having lost Lamella, no forward player coming in, you know, opportunities are there for him this year and it, it's up to him to grab it. Um, you know, it was nice, nice touch. I think he's, we saw, I think on his Twitter feed today, getting back in touch with a fan. So he's popular with the fans. The great thing about Lucas Mora is, you know, with Eric Lamella and people like that, we were always, we were always waiting for those big moments and, I know he got his Rabona this year, but, you know, it's, it's year seven. But with Lucas, we know what he's capable of. You know, even forgetting the Ajax game, we saw it with the, the two goals at Old Trafford right at the start of that time. We know that there's, there's, there's a talent in Lucas Mora. It's just getting it more regularly. And maybe if, if, um, if Nudo shows more belief in him, I mean, Jesus, he'll do a lot more than oil boy will have ever done in the Premier League. He, he already has done. So, you know, I, Hopefully, Lucas has a big year, and we need somebody on that side. We, we we need more goals from him. We need more assists from him. But hopefully, they'll come. Can't get away from the fact, that obviously, Chelsea did go two up. It was Ziyech scoring that second goal as Alonso got the ball to his team out on the slide, and his shot deflected off Dyer into the net. Uh, Jace, no surprise, obviously, when that team came out, the reaction seeing the centre back pairing of Dyer and Tanganga. Not again of anger towards Tanganga, who looks very close now to a move to Galatasaray on a season-long loan. You think if Spurs are going to authorise that, and they've got another couple of centre backs up their sleeve. But going into the start of the season, we're going to come on to Romero a bit later. Eric Dyer, for you, is there still that overriding concern that he's going to be potentially in Spurs' starting eleven pretty much every week in the Premier League potentially? Well, at the moment, that's that's what it looks like. But we don't know how much more business will be done. So. You know, as for tonight, who would you have played at centre-back tonight? We've sold Toby and Sanchez isn't available. Tanganga's there. You know, maybe Roden could have played with Tanganga. But, but you know, Roden hasn't had a game yet. So, you know, of course Eric Dyer was going to play tonight. It's pointless losing losing your brains over Eric Dyer playing in a pre-season friendly. Romero's not available. As I say, the Japanese boy can play at centre-half or as a right-back isn't available yet. So... You know, of course, Eric Dyer is going to play. It's 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 as simple as that. But you know, I, we'll see what happens. We still don't, like I say, I don't know if Nuno is going to go with a back three or a back flat back four yet. Everything at the moment says flat back four, but he hasn't had all the centre halves available to him. So when that happens, whether Eric Dyer will be part of a three or or whether he, he will lose his place as part of a two, we don't know. So let's not worry about it too much yet until until other players come in. No, that's fair. I mean, I think the, the issue you got with Dyer is that I think obviously many fans will feel that he's had ample opportunities under multiple different managers now. You know, you look back obviously from Pochettino to Mourinho, 
Mason for a period. Now Nuno, you just wonder, is anybody going to get anything more out of Eric Dyer that they haven't already? Because I think what was clear is that he never wanted to be uh, maybe a central defensive midfielder and he never made feel felt comfortable in that position. He always felt his position was a centre-back. Pochettino disagreed with him. Pochettino didn't think he was good enough as a centre-half, you would say. Um, and I think that's shown, to be honest with you, in the last couple of seasons that he's not good enough as a centre-half. The thing I find with Dyer, James, glad you agree with this for me, is that he can have a really good game. Then there's a moment of just madness. And the problem with that is that we find that is so often. You know, it's not like it's once every five games. It's almost once in every game, once in every 90 minutes. There's always something erratic about his game. And as a centre-back, you can't have that. There's got to be a sense of composure. Hence the reason why, you know, we adored Toby for such a long time, you know, to the period where obviously he lost that yard of pace. The same with Aldevaro, sorry, the same with obviously Jan Vertonghen as well. My worry with Dyer is that I don't think we're going to get anything more out of him than what we haven't seen over the course of the last few years that has shown he's not good enough, I don't think, for where Tottenham want to ideally be in the future. I'd, I agree with every word you just said. Absolutely every word. He uh, he does make mistakes, some mistakes that he shouldn't now make if he's a top-class centre-back. But like I say, we need to see where we are come the start of the season. I think, you know, I think if you ask most supporters... I'm sure 75, 80% would say it's time to to move on from Eric Dyer and he's not going to get any better. I mean, you know, we've, we've also seen him make mistakes for for England. I think last time I saw him play for England, didn't he bring Lukaku down and Belgium got a penalty in that that's game right, yeah. or, or something like yeah, that, that's right, yeah. if I remember rightly. Um, and, and everyone will go on about his tackle on Sergio Ramos, but, you know, the, the thing is he makes mistakes for England, he makes mistakes for us. So, no, he's not good enough. But at the moment, Davidson Sanchez and Tanganga are the only other ones. So, you know, he's probably as good as either of those two. So he has to play at the moment. But let's see where we are come the end of that window. Let's bring Anthony Costa in. And we're just discussing Eric Dyer. Um, obviously, <laughs> we've, had our, we've had our thoughts in terms of Desana at the moment. You know, I've said to yeah. Jason, who can get more out of him than what we've already seen from him? We've seen him under, obviously, Pochettino. We've seen him under Jose Mourinho, Ryan Mason mm. for a period. You just wonder whether Nuno is trying to test the waters to see what he's about. And at the moment, of course, Romero looks like he's incoming. Potentially seeing Tommy Yasu as well. Is there a concern for you that Dyer will still be Spurs' first choice centre-back when it comes to that period of when we're playing Man City on that opening day? Yeah, it, it, a lot of fears uh, running through my head at the moment. I don't know what Jay said, but... Uh... It's been too long now, man. He's he's just not he's just not he's just not progressed, has he? He's never progressed. He, for a couple of seasons, he was very very solid, very good, very consistent. But he's just he's lacks concentration, and I, I'm very fearful for for the season ahead if he is the centre back along with with Romero. Thought uh, before we discuss Stephen Berg, but I'm going to ask you about Lucas Mora, a player that I said to Jason a few minutes ago. He's he's frustrated the Spurs fan base for a number of years. He had that yeah. wonderful moment in Ajax, of course, which um, I think Spurs fans would maybe feel that he's maybe living off for a period. And we haven't really seen Mora step up to that level where we hoped he would do. I mean, that obviously, of course, he had that wonderful performance at Old Trafford a few years back where he got that incredible brace. And obviously we've seen some, again, flashes where we got the hatchet against Huddersfield. Again, haven't seen it consistently. Is this a season where Mora does step up? He's had a good preseason so far. It's, I think, three goals, two goal yeah. contributions. Is this finally the season for Lucas Mora to arrive? Yeah, he has to arrive now. I mean, yeah, as you said, I've seen glimpses of Mora. I like Mora. You know, I think if we was talking about a squad to be 
moved on, he'd be definitely, definitely low down on my list personally. Um, you can see he's got ability. You can see what he can do. He's done stuff. Um, it's just, yeah, it is that that key word, consistent. And like tonight, all right, lack of concentration, lost the ball in the middle of the park. They went up the other end and scored. And I was just like, oh, oh is this what it's going to be like this season? But then he does something, you know, then he'll go and assist two goals and score one. And then it's all forgiven, which is, that's football. Um, but yeah, I think more this season really defines what he's all about. And I think I've read today, Nuno, um, has got big plans for him this season and wants to be a you know, big part of the team, which is which is great. I mean, he, I think he uh, he scored with an header at Manchester City, didn't he? Yeah. At Manchester yeah. City. He, yeah. he scored the, I mean, you know, people forget, he scored the goal in Barcelona. Yeah, he did. During that yep. Champions League. Yeah. It wasn't just Ajax, yeah. it was him. I think he scored at Anfield for us. Yep, he has, yep. I believe uh, so, when we yeah. should have got a draw when he, he got an equaliser. I think that was a game where Sissoko went through, wasn't it? And and, <laughs> and such. But, uh, oh, I'm trying so, to get that, you know, but yeah. The two at Old Trafford, so he's he's shown in, mm. against all of the big sides, he's more than capable of doing it. Mm. Um, we yep. saw him pick that. People forget he was the last person who scored a free kick for us as well when he picked wow. that one in. All right, it was Marine, but he still scored a fantastic free kick that day. So yep. you know, we know the abilities in him. That's for sure. Does he frustrate you, Jace? Yeah, of course he does. It's like I said, the, the frustration for me pre this little period with Lucas Moura was. <laughs> I tended to find that he was a great individual player. You know, his goals in, in uh, Ajax were were individual moments. But my worry with him was he doesn't. He never seemed to have a link up with any player. He never seems to think he's got a really good under. Whereas Son and Kane, you can see that understanding. Even Son and Delhi have it. With with Lucas Moura, you'd often see players in the middle, be it Kane, be it Delhi, be it others putting their arms up as if to say, come on, you've got to learn then to release it. And so, as I just said to Rick, the, the thing that's been nice in this pre-season is actually his two assists, where he's hit that through ball for Son yeah. to run onto and that. And I, I've actually enjoyed that more than the goals he scored. So hopefully it's getting there. And maybe he's played a little bit more centrally rather than out wide. And maybe maybe he will show that. But um, as you said, there's a on the list of players to go, he's, he's well down. Well down. And if somebody comes on and says he's 40 million, you might think about it. But what <laughs> yeah. I mean is, you know, there are a lot, there's a lot more deadwood to clear out before we reach Lucas Moore. And that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll go back to you because, I mean, we spoke at half-time. <laughs> I uh, want to apologise, Rick. It's fair, it's I want to like, apologise, mate. It's fair, it's fair to say at half-time, uh, you weren't a happy chappy. And I can understand this that. This club, that, man. That first half wasn't a great performance, but we've got a question here from that Tottenham food who says, after that shaky first half, did that show you that there's a few more signings required this window? 100%. And we talked after about that it, first half, we? we've got 25 new players. I think after the first 20 minutes. Um, I can't listen like you boys. We, we bleed this club, mate. Course, yeah, I can't. Yeah, course, I, I can't yeah. help it. I know it's a preseason, but against them lot, it ain't a preseason because they they were up well, for it. Look, and at their, were, look at their fans tonight. I mean, that wasn't preseason for them, was it? They really no, of course not. You know, and I get it. Okay, you know, no points and stuff, and nothing. You know, it's a preseason friendly, but I can't lose to them lot. That, that ground's been terrible for us for many, many years, and it was it was just like. The same old Tottenham going to Stamford Bridge and folding or making a mistake and conceding. And I thought, I've had enough of it now, man. When's our luck going to change? When's it going to change? And, you know, in fairness, the second half, it picked up a little bit and the positives outweighed the negatives for sure in the second half. But that first half, the first 20 minutes, yeah, okay. But the rest, man, I was like, I was fuming. 
I was fuming. I had to phone you. Like, I think, I think what, I think what finished you was when, I, I think what finished you was when McQueen put up thirty nine percent possession. I think that was just when you were like, Listen, I can't deal with that. And I'm not even a stat man. Do you know? Oh, what that, mean? That, I think that finished you when you saw that figure. Oh, um, no. I've got to ask. I'll ask both of you guys this, but I'll come to Jace first on this. Of course, Jace. Um, what was clear again from that lineup was the absence of Tungi and Dombele. Now, I mean, I think it's widely been reported that his wife's, uh, say, his partner has had a child. I mean, some would argue that Ndombele's had the child and he's the one on, on maternity leave. I mean, w- when do you think we'll see him in a Spurs shirt, Jace? I know he's been a player that's always aggravated you because we've laughed and joked in the past. There's been no doubt we've both said the ability is there, but what's frustrated you is his lack of ability of completing 90 minutes. So are we even going to see one minute of him during this pre-season? It's fair to say his wife will be fitter before he is. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's... <sighs> I saw the, the clip of him in open training, summed it up, when Eric Dyer tripped him up or fouled him. And he sat on the floor for a 10 seconds, sulking. Then he got up while the rest of the game was going on. He just slowly walked over to the search line, sat down, threw a coffee cup or something. And you thought, come on, mate, show some desire, please. Um, you know, if, if we got an offer for him, I'd, I'd let him go. I, I can see all the talent in him, Rick. We've had it many times Many, many times. We're not questioning the bloke's talent. And the frustration is he is such a, a player that we desperately, desperately need. Yes, yeah, so We all yeah. thought he was the Moussa mm. Dembele replacement. He should yeah. be. And he may well go to and a do, Juventus and do it or else. a Barcelona yeah. and be that player. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think he will ever, ever, ever do it in a Tottenham shirt. I don't think he has any interest in doing it in a Tottenham shirt. And... Um, you know, it's it's no surprise that he's not back yet. People say, oh, I'll give him a chance. He's had a different manager. I think how many foreign players would have to have three managers and three years before they settle? I mean, it's time. It's time. So uh, for me, I've, I've waited long enough. And yes, I'd, I'd take an offer for him tomorrow. And I, I won't be disappointed. I'd, I'd be frustrated that we lose a player like that because we're... We all know the talent that's in him, but you have to have some heart and desire and some commitment. And there's there's precious little of it being seen. Just to clarify, if you, if you was to sell him, James, is that without a direct replacement, you'd actually let him go? Well, I say a replacement, yeah, but then obviously no play, he's not playing, so I understand. But that's the thing. What, what yeah. are we missing is a replacement. He only plays 60 minutes once, once every two or three weeks. So, mm. you know... You can get Harvey White can replace him in that respect, just minutes on the pitch. But we we need to improve that area of midfield for sure yeah. because mm. that's so. But I, I, you know, if an offer came for Ndombele tomorrow, I'd, I'd take it tomorrow. That's for sure. And are you in the same boat? Would Would you consider an offer for Ndombele if it came up? Yeah, I think he, I can't really go on too much what Jace was saying because it's right. He's been in three years now. Okay, first season, whatever, settling and stuff. I get it. Whatever. But come on, mate, you've got to last 90 minutes, man. And it's really strange because I was sitting there with my mate tonight and before the team's come out, first thing he said to me was, oh, quality, I hope Don Ballet starts and we see, you know, a bit of creativity. And he saw the teams and he went, Costa, there's no one Don Ballet, mate. And I was like, what? And he went, no. And then I read on Twitter about, you know, he's having more time off and I'm thinking, but you're training. So how can you not be fit? These are the games to get fit. This is what we always talk about, don't we, on this show? The pre-season mm. is the key to the season. Yeah. And I think 
to not having Dombele, is, is he going to start against Man City? He right. ain't going to probably start against Arsenal on Sunday. Mm. Is he going to start against Man City or the first game of the season where we need everyone, mm. you know, firing on all cylinders? Or is he going to be like shouldering around, coming on for 60 minutes or going off on 60 minutes? I don't know, mate. A very frustrating player. You yeah. can see he's got ability, 100% when he has played. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, if an offer came in, you know, I'm not the chairman. It, would he take it? Probably. If, if he know. was to go out, who, who would you be looking in the market to say, yeah, that's a good replacement? Out of interest, is there any names out there you, you like? I'd like, I'd like, I, I've always rated someone like Sabitzer. I'm not saying he's the same sort of player, but yeah. I like Sabitzer. He's, he's he's a good player. Damn Scott's good as well. I think yeah. we've been linked with him. Have, so yeah. mm. that sort of ilk of player would, would be would be perfect for Spurs. Yeah. Uh, one player I do touch upon, of course, is Steven Bergvine. Again, a player that has, again, caused a lot of, Division amongst Spurs supporters. Some feel give him time. He's going to settle. We're going to see the best of him. Others feel, you know, that he's not going to be quite up to the grade. I mean, Jace, I think it's difficult last season to really analyse Bergwijn because for me, he was being played in a much more defensive role than what he would usually be playing. And I just think if you allow the player to express himself, take those shackles off, we may see a different player there. I mean, we saw that wonderful solo goal we scored against Manchester United and we've seen some great finishes from him as well. I think Aston Villa as well, a great finish. Do you think with Bergwijn, we're going to see the best of him in a Spurs shirt or do you think he's another one there that potentially we're never going to quite get to the bottom of what he could achieve in a Tottenham shirt? I think it's it's a big year for him. Um, again, probably if an offer came in the, the, of 25 million, which was more or less what we bought, did we pay 27? So if you got 25... Like that, yeah. If you got 25, they, they may well think move on, especially now they've bought bought the uh, Brian Gill from Seville. So you got Son, you got Mora, you got Gill. So there's a another wide player, and, and maybe they'll go and get another one. We don't know, but but if he's confidence, he, he needs that confidence lifted. Um, a goal tonight will help him. My worry was was I can't remember whether it was the Colchester game or the uh, the MK. I think it was the Colchester game when he went through one on one. And immediately looked for Son. And I thought, it's pre-season, boy. Go and do it yourself. You know, and I know the right thing to do is, you know, the old should have squared it to Sterling, so he should have squared it to Son. But when a, for me, when a forward player's through one-on-one, his first thought should be, this is a chance to score. And when you looked at him when he was through one-on-one, he was constantly looking for, for help alongside him, which just said to me, I don't, I don't really fancy this. But hopefully a goal tonight will lift him. Again, as, as you say, we, we know the talents in him, so a, a big chance for him in the over the next few weeks. He has to grab it. It's mm. same with any player. The chance is in front of you, go and grab it. And if if Harry isn't around for the first couple of games, so Sonny has to play up front, then probably the forward line will be what we're seeing at the moment. Son Kane Mora. And yeah. and so that the opportunity is there. Go and go and grab it. Yeah. I mean, I think the nice touch we saw from Espinosa Santa was that he gave Bergwan a big hug as he came off as as did most of the coaching staff, to be fair. But it's clearly a sense that he needed that goal in the pre-season. And I think that will give him a world of confidence. From what we understand, you know, he's a player that Nuno is looking forward to working with. I think when you look at the squad at the moment, there's a real need for investment. So, again, I think when you're looking at players to move on, if you boys agree, I think he wouldn't be at the top of my list. There's players uh, definitely to move on before him, uh, which brings me on very nicely to Harry Winks. Um, you know, a, a, a fan favourite on this show. Our, um, what, was, what was the score when Winks came on tonight? So the score when Winks came on, I understand. I think it was 2-1 when Winks came on. I think it was 2-1 when Winks came on. To be fair to him, um, he came on. I'll start with you, Anne, on this. 
He immediately put three successful tackles in a row. However, soon after, he was easy, easily beaten by Alonso in the build-up to sorry, Chelsea's second goal. I thought, I thought Alonso was going to score because he loves scoring yeah, against us, yeah. didn't he? Um, he was better than Hoybe on the night, you'd probably say, albeit against a Chelsea team that changed a lot in that second half. And he did drive Tottenham forward. You do just wonder, though, Ant, if he's been given minutes to simply kind of keep him ticking over because, as we know... Um, I, from what we get engaged with Spurs and transfer speculation, he's a player that if an, if the if a right offer came in for Winks, it would probably be considered. And I think he's a player that for him, I think he needs to be playing regular first team football. And I think if it's a big if, when all the Tottenham's players are fully fit, I'm not sure he gets into Spurs as eleven. So do you think for Winks at the moment, it is just keeping him fit? So if a club yeah. does come in, he's ready to go. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Jace? I don't see him being part of the first 11. I mean, mm. I hope I, mate, I hope I'm right because yeah. he's been given many chances over the years. Mm. Uh, and, you you know, when you said, oh, he gave three, you know, he done three tackles, he should be doing that all the time. Mm. Just what I'm saying, them stats don't interest me. Um, he's a player that could have excelled, but he's just regressed all last sort of four or five years, even under Poch, and Poch loved him. Mm. Um, I've never seen a progression in him and I'm sorry I, I don't I think it's time for him to be moved on I really do and I know we all joke about on the group yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. but he, he, for me he ain't he's not good enough do, do you think Jace that it would also benefit him for a move for his own career obviously he's not in the England squad the most recent one as well do you think for him as himself to kind of progress and to really in a way take his career in the direction that he wants it to he needs a fresh start yeah, he needs to refresh, but I think Ant's right because if we sell Winks tomorrow, where's he going to go? He's not going to go to Chelsea or or Liverpool or Man United or Manchester City, is he? So you know, it will be a probably the best he could hope for is is an Everton type of thing. I can't even see Leicester wanting him. So or an Aston Villa probably wouldn't want him. So you know, it, it's it's doubtful he'll get those moves, and he may well end up at Palace or a Brighton or something and playing playing pretty regularly and maybe then he'll, he'll, you'll see a, a better player and a more consistent player. But no, I think, you know, Skippy, Skippy starting tonight alongside Hoiberg would suggest Skips in front of Winks now. And, um, and probably most of us think that, and it's time to, to draw a line under Winksy, but you know, and whilst they're players there, you've got, you've got to keep them fit because if there isn't a buyer, he will be a Tottenham squad player on the 1st of September. And then you've got to start using him in, in certain games. So, you know, you, you can't just, you can't ostracise the bloke and get rid in the hope that he goes and suddenly finds yourself stuck with him. And he doesn't deserve that treatment from Tottenham anyway for what he gives to us. So, you know, he's probably not part in the, the first 11 at the moment and he'll he'll come in as and when we need it for, for whatever. But I'd still sooner see him in midfield than Ndombele because at least he'll give you some effort. Well, let's talk about another player that, again, uh, throughout this pre-season, has been one that's caught the eye for, you know, some of the right reasons. But Deli Ali, I mean, and to be fair, that first half, you know, he had a bit of a nightmare for him, really. Oh, he was going astray, um, made to look a bit of a snail's pace at times. You know, we know he's got plenty of attacking talents, but this role in the midfield three, you know, he needs to be the creative passer, like an Ndombele or like a Celso. But I'm not sure, and I've got to be honest with you, I don't think this role is going to really fit Deli. I've got to be honest no. with you, I've got a feeling that he's going to be the odd one out here. And I know mm. that obviously every a lot of Spurs fans are hoping that this is going to be the second coming. He's going to finally get his head down. He's going to get the opportunity under Nuno. But I genuinely think that at the moment, um, I can't quite see where he's going to fit 
in the formation that Nuno wants to play. Do you agree? Yeah, I. He's so frustrating, man, because he's got all the ability in the world. He's he's seen it. He's done it on the big stage. He's done it week year year on year out. And but the last eighteen months, he has fallen off a cliff. You know, he hasn't been the best and the best Addy that we've seen. And I know the criticisms and stuff, but let's talk about him on the pitch. And tonight, losing the ball, it looks sluggish. I don't know why it doesn't track back. I don't know, man. It's just frustrating to watch. I can't analyse him because... Mm. <sighs> of course, it's only pre-season, but yeah. It's I a pre-season game, yeah, but it, yeah. he's, for some reason, he's lost that He's lost that bite a little bit. Mm. And, and I hope he gets it back. Yeah, I mean, Jason, I, I, I yeah, it's, it is tricky. I mean, because I say we're basing players at a period where they're obviously trying to get to some level of fitness for the for the season itself. Jason, do you think Ali is going to be pivotal to Nuno's team? Or do you think, again, he's a player that maybe he may find himself at times, if he does remain at Tottenham, on the periphery of the first team when everybody's fit? I think that's, that's what, I mean, you know, I've always been a big Delhi fan, but I think it is a fair criticism of Delhi that that unless you're playing four two three one and he's that second striker, it's very difficult for Delhi to to have a, a a tactical role because you know my problem is when he's played in an England side who've played four three three, he doesn't look great, and he doesn't look great in a four three three at Tottenham as one of the deeper players. Um, we tried to see him play as a false nine, didn't he? When when Kane was out under. Mourinho in that first season, that didn't work. So he seems to excel as the second striker in a 4-2-3-1, but that can half limit you as a as a player in, in tactical systems if you can really only play one role, as good as he is at it. So, and if Nuno does go to a back three and you've got two wing backs, then Delhi's got to be one of those two central midfield players, then it's going to be difficult for him. So I, I just want, to, I just desperately want to see the the Delhi that we know from the the Pochettino era back. But it is a worry that we may not see it. But fingers crossed. But if that offer came in, you know, I've always wanted to see Delhi. I've always said no. He's he's one of the untouchables for me. But if you got a decent offer came in, thirty five, forty million, would you now take it? I can mm. I can understand why some supporters would say it's time for Delhi to move on, but. I'm just just really hope that we can somehow play, get a, a, a buzzing Delhi Alley in that side because I still think there's a, a talent in Delhi that that would benefit us if we play to his strengths. But yeah. it's a big problem that you've got to take a whole system to play for one player. Yeah, and I do just wonder whether Nuno will sacrifice his whole mm. methodology and philosophy just for one player. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean. And let's just get a final summary for you on the Chelsea game yeah. because obviously we didn't get a chance to. I mean, overall, are you happy, bearing in mind the, the poor start, the comeback and show that fight? I mean, yeah. we'll come on to it in a second. What's, let's be honest, Dan, you know, we speak every day. It's been a, it's, it has been a difficult week as a Spurs fan because mm-hmm. our star player wants to leave. And I yeah. can't quite believe, you know, for, for those players that are at the club now, I can't believe that's not a distraction, right? You've got all 100%. that speculation. And we know from even the Amazon doc, Sky Sports News is always on the background. Right, it's always on, and it's twenty four seven cane coverage at the moment, and that's going throughout the training ground. There's yeah. players that still want to go, so I think when you turn it into account, we've come from two 0 down. Nuno's still getting to know the players, still getting to know what he wants to be his best team. Players are still trying to be fit. I think even though Chelsea made a whole host of changes in the second half, there's an element of a positive there, right? We've come back to draw two two. Yeah, come back draw two two. Yeah, I, I saw as I said to him, we started talking. I saw a bit of fight, which I wanted to see um, in the second half, and 
yeah, listen, I got proven wrong, and I'm glad I did because that first half it was it was 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 shambolic. It was terrible. So, and I was like, is this what we're going to be seeing for the next nine ten months as a Spurs fan? I don't. I'd rather not. Do you know what I mean? So, listen, if if we can embed that eye of the tiger, so to speak, back in the squad, back in the team, with a few new players and a few players leaving. Then listen, I'm all for it, mate. I can't, I can't turn, I can't turn me back on my club that I love, but I do get too passionate, and it just does my nothing because it takes over my life. So uh, it's 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 a passion that I can't, I can't, I can't help. Um, yeah. And I know it's a pre-season friendly, but what I said, what I saw in the second half, mm. yeah, okay, fine. I put yeah. my hands up, brilliant. Cool. Okay, brilliant. Well, listen, we're gonna go for a very quick break. Can Take I you? ask a quick question? Go Ed? for it. Yeah, go for it. Why is it that? Chelsea have got eight points and we got three and Arsenal got one. This is all based on goals, I believe. Goals oh, scored. is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, one of these... I thought uh, it was a typo error. No, no, this is apparently how this, this tournament is scored upon. Don't ask me how this is going to work. <laughs> okay. Just as long as, for me, as long as we avoid defeat in both Chelsea <laughs> and Arsenal, I'll be happy. That's all defeat, I want. Just don't yeah, get beat. Exactly. Just don't get Just beat. Don't get beat. Okay. Got these, these competitions. But, um, so, right, gonna... so, it's, so it's three points for a win, yeah. one for a draw, Nothing for a defeat, plus one point extra for each goal. I believe that's so. what I gathered. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that right, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that until yeah. right. Okay. No, it was on the thing. It was uh, we, Chelsea had eight, we had three, and Arsenal got one. They scored no, one. So when, when we win three 0 on Sunday, we win a trophy then. Potentially, Don't potentially. Get too the, the irony, wouldn't it? If Spurs win a trophy and Kane's not part of it. Oh, you right. couldn't make it out, could you? He won't get a winner's medal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, that is where we're going next because we are going to be talking about Harry Kane's future. Taking you into this break, we're going to hear from Nuno Espirito Santo and also from... Uh, before we actually go for a break, we've got to mention Galini very quickly. Galini for a second, hold on here, because um, I nearly went for a break without mentioning the star man. He you was... got a bit of a look at Galini, Rick. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think you should dye your hair, bleach your hair, son. I'll tell you what, I'll try, I'll try and see if I can persuade the wife on that one. But, um, <laughs> the old orange top looks, on. I think he looks more like Ali Gulls than he does Galini, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just on Galini very quickly. It was a very, I thought it was a very decent performance. Do you not, do you not think, yeah, Andy, bear in mind, you know, debut, Stanford Literally. Bridge, all those Chelsea fans, I yeah. think he played very well. Yeah, he's done all right. Done all right, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because we've heard, uh, Jace, just very quickly on this from Nuno Espirito Santo that... Uh, Hugo Lloris has got a slight injury. Therefore, with that being the case, it's a case where you, know, you see what Galini did in this game. I don't think on the back of that performance, again, it is only pre-season. I think on first viewing, you wouldn't be too massively concerned if he was to have to replace Lloris on day one of that Man City game. Well, you've had the advantage of watching it tonight and yeah. I've seen very brief highlights. So, yeah. you know, I can't say what his performance was like, whether he... He may well have made saves. What was his handling like under crosses and corners? Or, he was confident. Um, he was confident. Was he he looked confident, Josh, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's but a, it's a, one game. Yeah. And what I will say, though, there's a character in there, isn't there, Rand? Do you not find there's a bit of a character in there? He was, he he was shouting. Be... He was a bit of a talker, mate. He was a yeah. bit of a shouter and screamer. So, listen. Yeah, yeah was, listen. The, the, one, put... on, the one thing I'd say for him is that we've obviously gone out and bought a genuine number one goalkeeper that's mm. played for Atlanta, kept, what, 10 clean sheets. Yep. Something they like finished that, yeah. in the top three. So, you know, Gazaniga, when we bought him, I think was still second or third choice at Southampton. So we, we always bought him. And Joe Hart, by the time we bought him, was a backup goalkeeper. This bloke's been playing genuine first-team football for a, for a really good side that's qualified for the Champions League. So he obviously comes with the presence of a, a number one goalkeeper. And, and in this case, I think we're probably all thinking that long term he may well be the the one that they've 
they've seen as Hugo's replacement. So if it is him in goals, so be it. It's it's you know, let, let, give the bloke a chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a reference. Nuno said Harry Kane. Uh, sorry, I say Harry Kane is on the mind, but uh, Hugo Lloris has got a small problem. So whatever that is, we're not too sure at this stage. We're not sure how long that will keep. Hugo out, but one to keep an eye on. Maybe Galini is going to be in that starting lineup come Man City. You'd think he'll definitely be playing against Arsenal at the weekend. So, one player who won't be playing against Arsenal at the weekend is Harry Kane. That is where we're going next. It's time to have that chat. Do not go anywhere. We're back after this very short break. Taking into the break, we're hearing from Nuno Espirito Santo and also Spurs' new goalkeeper, Galini. We're back after this. Well done. 2 0 down, even in a friendly against Chelsea to come back and draw two always, you know, is some performance to be fair. Yeah, I think the, it shows character, it shows determination, it shows belief and hard work. The boys really work hard, and many of them made 90 minutes. In these moments of pre season, it's good. This is what we, we want to build, prepare them, the boys, for what's coming. And today was a, was a, good, a tough test and a good test for us. We come out here, 20 plus thousand here, they're European champions. It just felt like it starts tonight. Did you get that sort of feeling yourself? No, it, start, it started before. It's a, it's a daily process. It's every day, every day it's important. And every day I think this, what this pandemic has shown everybody that every day we have to enjoy it. And today I think they enjoy it. And the fans also back home, it's, it's, it's all about that, every day. What pleased you most in Nuno tonight? A lot of things, but many things I didn't, I, I'm not so happy about. So let's work on the game. But uh, mainly the fact of the players, many of them uh, go until 90 minutes. Um, so that shows how well they are preparing themselves. This is important. And just finally, Nuno, you mentioned the mentality of the team coming back. They wanted to win there at the end, friendly or not. They wanted to go out there and win this game, yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. I think in the end they, they show that. And, I think all the game, all the game was a good, 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 good. There's a lot of positives, a lot of negatives, but it's a lot of things to analyze. This is what it's all about. And like you say, in the, in the end, we had a couple of ones. Maybe we shouldn't go to the middle, maybe in the wide areas. So that's the details that we're going to try and, and look to, to help and, and make them find better solutions. Thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. Bye. Pierre, hold on. Thank you very much. Hey. It's only a friendly, but what a debut to make here at Stamford Bridge, eh? <laughs> Let's hope uh, it's going to be as good as this one and when uh, it will be the time for, for the Premier League debut. Uh, really, I was, uh, I'm very happy. When, uh, when I stepped in the stadium, I thought about like, the, that I came here the first time when I was 17 with the Man United Academy. And today I'm back here uh, as a, with a, I'm a whole different player. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 26 years old and uh, I had a lot of experience throughout my career and to be here back again is, is a great thing for me. I'm, very, I'm really happy. Chelsea, of course, are one of our big rivals. I know. Look, Pierre, there's 20,000 plus in here tonight. Did you feel that? Did you feel that tension in here? Yeah, I felt it, to be honest. It was also... I don't remember the last time that I played with so many people because maybe I think it was the, like one, one year and a half ago. So it was great to have a kind of a atmosphere. Unfortunately, our fans weren't here, but looking forward to see in our stadium. It's going to be our time uh, on Sunday. Tell us about the game, Pierre, because I mean, to be trailing 2 0 and come back and draw 2 all, even though it's a friendly in the Mind series, I mean, it still says something about this team, doesn't it? A lot of character. Yeah, of course. This is what we. 
what we say uh, by ourselves in the, in, uh, in half time. Uh, also, Mister was very good. He say, I want you guys to, to keep uh, playing with confidence. I want you to play. We we are now training. We are playing for. It's a process, you know. We are building something, so it's not easy. Obviously, not everything's gonna come so soon and so quickly. You know, we need time to to learn together. Some new players are coming in, and uh, there is a new way to play. So there is a lot of things going on, and uh, we need time. And how how's Mister say is it's a process, and uh, we know we are building something. We want to build something important, and and uh, we know that we have to keep working and uh, keep looking forward to to have like a great season. But as I said, the character. He was there, and this is very important. Arsenal next, Pierre? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is much to say, you know. Yeah, well, I know we, everything. We wish you all the best. Thank you. And we'll Thank see you, you Sunday. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology, enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark train and retain them phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey hello and welcome back to the second half of the last word on spurs it's the chat we never wanted to have but we're gonna have it harry kane just obviously i had my thoughts on it this week on sky sports and the boys and sure obviously they're feeling in their own way about what they're thinking about Harry Kane, because it's just such a, I don't think I'll be sitting into about Harry Kane being unprofessional in, in, well, in any capacity at Tottenham. I can't quite believe it, but I mean, let's get things started because Jace will come to you. Um, the Harry Kane situation, where are you on it as things stand at the moment? Well, I've been, been consistent in what I've always said. I think if they pay the money, he goes. I said that at the end of last year. Um, I think you have to take ownership of the situation. You have to make it clear that you have to make it clear that the, the problem with Harry Kane is not with Tottenham, it's with Manchester City not paying the money. If Manchester City made a genuine bid, a hundred million is not enough for Harry Kane, is it? Listen, because if Jack Greenish at, at ten assists and six goals is a hundred million, then Harry Kane at twenty-three goals and fourteen assists is a lot more. If Chelsea were to go to Manchester City to buy Kevin De Bruyne, how much would Manchester City sell him for? I don't know. What, what, what would you say, boys? 120, yeah. 130? Yeah, got to be yeah. up there, innit? Yeah. In which yeah. case, Harry Kane got more assists than Kevin De Bruyne, and then there's the 23 goals. So you've got to pay over the top what they'd sell for. It's it's simple. If Manchester City come in with 150 million, then maybe we start talking. But I think, I think, you, yeah. I think you also, James, take... as well, on that point, when you benchmark Grealish, that did only start once for England and has yeah. just gone for a hundred million. And yeah, what is Kane worth on that basis? Absolutely. And they're the club that have just chucked the hundred million at Grealish. So it's, you know, it's not like Grealish has gone to Man United or, or Chelsea, is it? It's gone to that club. So there's, there's your benchmark fee that they've paid. Um, I think you have to say ownership and you, you, you have the conversation with Manchester City, you have the conversation with his agent and you say, look, the offer is, 150, 160, and it has to be done by that date, and and then you can go. And and then the ball's firmly in Manchester City's court. The one thing I would say is, if I'm sitting here tonight, the price for me before we play Manchester City would be 250, 300 million. And then I might lower the price the day after we play them. But under no circumstances am I allowing Harry Kane's debut to be at Tottenham. Under no circumstances whatsoever. You can't imagine Daniel Levy will let that happen either. Um, no. 
Yeah. No, it can't. Uh, and, and then and then we do it. The one thing that disappoints me in the whole thing, the hurricane, is that we've allowed Danny Ings to move to Villa for twenty five million. We should have been all over that deal. Oh mate, all yeah. over that deal. Oh. Twenty five million. They've got Aston Villa. Have got uh, him for. They've got Watkins there anyway as their striker. So yeah. you know he should have been in our plans right from the start, as as Lee said. I think he's got what forty six goals in a hundred games at Southampton. At mm. Southampton. So you put him with better players around him, that becomes 60, 65 goals easily. And for 25 million, that's not a lot of money for Danny. I know he only had a year left, but we should have been all oh, over no. that deal. Oh, no. All over that deal. It's, it's incredible how quiet that deal would have been done, isn't it? It's, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, you've got to say credit to Villa. Credit to Villa to get Credit to her, mate. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know they're losing Grealish, but they've got Leon Bailey come through the door now. Don't worry, guys, this isn't a Villa podcast, but uh, you've got to acknowledge when, you know... They've got Buendia. Yeah, he chose, he chose Villa over Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, what we're going to do, I just want to play out very quickly Nuno Espirito Santos's reaction to Harry Kane because obviously, of course, after that game, Nuno did hold a press conference where um, all the journalists, to be fair, were trying to get their best from Nuno out of Harry Kane. This is what he had to say. And after that, we're going to hear from Anne on his you know, Nuno, with respect, and I do respect you very much, don't feel you can't comment when your star player has gone on strike. Sorry? I don't I feel you strike. I didn't get the, the report. I, I don't feel it, it, it's right for you not to comment about your star player going on strike. I will, it's not that I don't want to comment. I've, what I believe is this: all this this uh, issue relation to Harry. I think we should discuss internally I mean, among us. Um, so let's try to avoid any kind of of public. Um, uh, argument or, or or discussion about it. So, us we have to focus on what is important. We have to solve the situation, but first between us. How do you solve the situation? The, the season is a, a week away, just over a week away, and your your best players you haven't even been able to talk to or train with. We solve the the, the situation internally with the club. Speaking and trying to reach a better solution and a conclusion to all this situation. And how hard is it for you to plan for the start of the season without one of your players? All the preseason is for all the clubs has been very hard. This is a different aspect, I know, but uh, the absence of a lot of players due to international duties made all the teams and all the managers a very hard time to to try and. And, and, and have all the players. So I know that these different circumstances, but it's, it's been very hard for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ant, we just heard there from Nuno Espirito Santa, who is pretty much batting away the questions on Harry Kane. At one point, um, there's, there's a still image of Nuno where he's got his hand on his head and you think, this is what it looks like after a month in the Spurs. <laughs> two the weeks, poor bloke yeah, two looks weeks like he's aged already. I just, I just wonder, Ant, for you now with Kane, because, listen, he's the poster boy of the football club. Star yep. man, been here since 11 years old. Royal Rovers. Trained immensely. Probably the best trainer anyone's actually seen that they've seen during, obviously, the modern era at Tottenham in terms of the way he's conducted himself. England captain, vice captain of Tottenham. Are you not shocked by what you've seen this week? Are you not staggered? I'm shocked, mate. I'm absolutely shocked. I I thought, OK, you missed one day of training, fine, because you, I read that he had to have a, a, a COVID test. But then another day. And then we're finding out now he's in Florida. 
and he won't and he's refusing to come back because he doesn't want to be facing Man City if he's a Spurs player. All these things coming out from different people, little whisperers. If that's the case, I'm sorry. As Jay says, if if the right bid comes along, he's he, he's ha- he's gonna have to he's gonna go, mate. He's gonna have to go because a lot of people saying he's ruined his legacy. Well, yes, he has. He will ruin his legacy. Um, and I hope we don't go down that road of being disrespectful to him. But mm. it's a bitter pill to swallow. Can I can I ask um, you, man? What what I'm trying to understand this week is what he was trying to achieve. Ultimately, of course, it's the move to Man City, but. What I don't understand is that we saw Matias Pereira, who's been at West Brom for, for two seasons, put out a lengthy statement as to how he would like to leave the club in the right way, right? Harry's been... Jack like, Grealish say, done it, though. Look at Jack Grealish. He's been training with Villa for the last three days. Mm. Do you want to disrespect him? I just don't understand. Harry's been here since 11. You know, he's got a massive social media following. What has it, Why has it not come to his mind that, you know, this is the lowest ever that Enoch have been at Tottenham in, the, in their tenure here it's the lowest that they've you know fans expectation of Enoch now is so so low I've got a crazy stat that I'm going to read out here that asked how confident supporters were about Enoch's long-term strategy for the club this come out from the trust just five percent of fans were confident with 77 percent not confident wow. and in 2019 only 12 percent of respondents lacked confidence in the owner's strategy so that just tells you how massive difference that is and this has been published by the spurs supporters trust and i'll say that again 94 percent of spurs fans are dissatisfied with the club's on-field performance if harry Kanan had put a statement out via his twitter account or via social media to say that i'm not comfortable and i'm not happy by the way spurs investment has been over the last two to three years. I get that. And I, I think I got, that would have been yeah. a completely different reaction. Yeah, 100%. Why, and and, he, he and he's chosen, got right to say that. Why has he, he chosen right this route? That. Why has he chosen this route then? Maybe he's just had enough. Maybe he's had enough. You saw it the last sort of couple of games of the season last season. There was a few little videos of him going, what's the effing point? Or I've had enough or whatever it said. I can't remember. I think it was playing Leicester. And I thought our oh, body language tells me he's definitely gone. And then a mate of mine said, no, he won't go. Man City needs to pay this and that. But I think Man City have got the money. But what I will say is, hats off to Jack Grealish because he started training with Villa this week, Monday, yeah. Tuesday and today. Yeah. And he was still training them. Apparently Man City had a plane for him waiting and he refused to get on until he finished the training session with Villa to say probably goodbye to his teammates or whatever. So hats off to him and respect for that because you're not disrespecting the club that brought you up. Now, with Harry, he should be back. He's had, he's had his break as long as all the England boys, they're all back. They're yeah. all playing. Some of them are playing. Some of them are training. So yeah. Harry should have been back. I'm sorry. It's your job, mate. It's your job. This, this club pay your wages, regardless of the direction that you do or don't want it to go in at the moment the people you're letting down is us fans yeah. who want to be seen and singing your name come August the 15th against Man City Yeah, I, I mean, mean correct me if I'm wrong lads but I don't know what else no, to say. I, I, listen I agree with you Ed. I mean Jace is there any way he could have handled this differently you know, has he been, for me I think he's been really poorly advised if he has been advised I mean whoever is you know advisor you know I know he's got a, his brother obviously Charlie is the one who's obviously managing uh, Harry, I'd say to some degree, obviously he's his agent. I, I just, I can't quite understand why he's taken the route he's taken this week. There could have been several different other avenues to go down. When I mentioned there, the boards, the, the fans' confidence in the boards at the lowest ebb. So he could have really played on that line if he put out his own personal statement. Can you understand why he's gone about the way he has done this week? 
don't even think he should put out a personal statement. I was really critical when Danny Rose put out a, his statement to the to the Sun and said those conversations should take place in the chairman's office, and that's it. They shouldn't be done with Gary Neville on a golf course where it's going to be broadcast on national TV. And from that moment on, he thought, strange thing to do, idiotic thing to do. He, he mentioned a fee on there, didn't he? I, th- he did. I think he said million. on there. 100 100 and Gary Neville said, I think you'll need a two in front of it. But but he obviously said the figure there that he thought, and Manchester City, what do they do? They bid the exact fee that Harry Kane talked about. So, you know, I think it, it just shows you how much work Manchester City have been doing behind the scenes on him. But, you know, he doesn't need to come out and, and justify. We all know that uh, I think we'd all have sympathy with him. We'd all know why he was leaving. He, he doesn't have to win any fans over in that respect. Just keep quiet and, and do what Greenish does. Turn up for training and let the, the transfer window. And like I say, he goes into the office. You tell him, Manchester City, you've got to pay you X. And, and get your agent or get your brother to speak to Manchester City and make sure they come up with that check. And as soon as they come up with the check, there's the door. And that's the way it should be. He doesn't Jace. need to give out statements at all. Just, but do your job until that. Yeah, Chase, do you think he's letting us fans down uh, come August the 15th if he's not at Wild Lane playing for Spurs? And yeah, we got no striker. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's hurtful, absolutely. isn't it? it? It's just gutting, mate. It's just gutting. But we've been here before, haven't we? With, uh, exactly, exactly. With but, and we've been here with Luka Modric. Oh, my head's not in the right place. And we've been here with Bell. We've been here yeah, so many but, times. But um, not, not, but this is, a, this is a guy that's been... This is what I mean, though, Joe. This is the guy that's been here since 11 years old. That, I mean, we've given him ample... This is what frustrates me a little bit. With You know, we've defended Harry, right, as fans... Yeah, absolutely. ...for so many seasons on incidents where we probably wouldn't defend any other player, but he's our own. But he has had opportunities to win the Champions League... FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League. I do not take the notion that he's not had the opportunity to win yeah, these trophies. I agree he, with that, he has, mate. He has had the that. opportunity. And I, Joe, it really frustrates me that, you know, oh, Sonny, oh, you want to go now? You, but you've, no offence to Harry, in those cup finals, in those semi-finals, has he ever really turned up? I know he scores against Arsenal and we love that, don't get me wrong. But on the very big occasions, on the very big stage, and we've needed him to step up, has he stepped up, Jace? Has he really? Because I don't think he has. Not for us, and as the talisman, you'd, you'd expect, but, you know, like I said today, has he been fit in those games? And that's part of the problem. He wasn't, you know, he plays a Champions League final having not kicked the balls for, what was it, five months. He played uh, the Carabao, or the, was it Carabao Cup or whatever it is this season, when he'd been out for weeks before that. So he played the Manchester United semi-final when he'd been out weeks before that. So, you know... He's part of it. His honesty is he's got to turn around and say, I'm not fit. I'm not fit. Or I can give you 20 minutes from the bench uh, rather than, than starting the game. But then it's also down to the manager. Maybe that doesn't change the result. But as you say, one thing you can't say is, you know, Declan Rice has not had an opportunity to win a trophy for West Ham. But I don't see any, any headlines saying he needs to leave to win a trophy. Calvin Phillips hasn't had a chance to win one with Leeds. Jordan Pickford hasn't had a chance to win one with Everton. And Harry Maguire's not played in the final for Man United yet either. And nor has Bruno, you know, Bruno Fernandes hasn't won a trophy. But this this obsession that Harry must win trophies to to, uh, put some kind of level against his career, he's had the opportunities. He had one just, just a couple of months ago where he played Manchester City. So the opportunities have been there for him more than more than most England players. So it, it's 
partly down to him. It's not all down to him. I'm not blaming him. Yeah. I'm not saying he should have done that. And if he'd have turned up in those finals, we'd have won it. There's, there's all sorts of reasons. You know, we shouldn't have been pushing him to come back for fitness in those. But part of the reason, 1%, 2%, whatever you want to call it, is down to him. And so the opportunities have been there. And all this business of he must leave to win a trophy. No, he, he must turn up to win a trophy. Because if he goes to Manchester City and don't have a shot in the final, they might not win one either. Yeah, I mean, and is it fixable right now? Because I, I ask that because at the moment, it still seems that the clubs I, I are... I think it's gone messy, mate. I think it's messy, messy, messy. And I think it, it's gone too far now. I mean, we, have to, we have to add at this point, he hasn't handed in a transfer request, although... We've seen reports this week that will be the next level that he does. Oh, do. right. He hasn't handed in a transfer request. He, he might as well have done because he's not turning up to training. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, the, the action speaks louder than words. Do you know what I'm saying? And he hasn't turned up for training. So is he should a, have been there. Is there not a way back for you as a fan with him? Is there a way back? As I said to you, mate, you know, he is probably the one of the greatest goal scorers we've ever had at our club. And the, 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 the goals don't lie. But at the end of the day, we're Spurs fans. And we move on. If he moves on, good luck to him. Brilliant. But we move on. We've lost, as, as Jay said, we've lost the likes of Berber, Modric, Bale the first time round, Kane when he wanted to go and he came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheringham, you know, mm. that broke my heart being a 16-year-old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he broke my heart going to Man United oh. in the first game back. He came to he came to Water Lane and missed the penalty. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that, yeah. that destroyed me. And I and that is what I don't want to happen come August the 15th. But Sheringham, in fairness, it was time for him. You know what I mean. But with Kane, he's got to give. He's, he can give so much more to this club, more than what he's ever given before. Because there's new players coming in, and there's you know you can hopefully see a new rebuild. But he's probably he's just had enough. And if he wants to go, then we move on. As I said, has he got, has he got a right, Jace, to be angry if there has been a gentleman's agreement in place with Levy? Do you believe in this this ideology of a gentleman's agreement? Is there such a thing in football where you shake a hand and that? kind of cements a promise? Um, you'd hope, if you've made a gentleman's agreement, that it would be honoured. But, you know, whether that, that fee was honoured, you know, you might well say to him, well, you know, 100 million then when I made the agreement was one thing, but it's, it's 100 million now it isn't your, your market value. So I can understand he's frustrated, but this isn't the right way to do it. As I say, the right way to do it is is to speak to Levy in his office, and, and you sort it out then. And it, it, you know, don't don't be surprised if we don't see him sign a new contract, and within that contract there will be a genuine buyout clause. Don't be surprised, and that will be the way that he gets back on board. That you know, on on September the second, Tottenham can parade Harry as having signed a, a new commitment to Tottenham on a new five year contract. And, and but within that contract, there'll be the buyout clause at 150 million for a for a Champions League club if we're not in it. Well, isn't, isn't, that that what, might, isn't that what his agent should have negotiated in the first place? What, well, he should have got a buyout clause in his contract. Uh, but yeah. what I mean is, the, the way to repair the situation mm. publicly will be to him to sign a new contract, won't it? And we'll all be sitting here saying, "There you go. He, he didn't want to leave. He's, he's just hankered for a new deal, and he's got a new deal." And he signed for, for five years. And that will be the headline, Kane signs for five more years. But 
you know, you, you make sure that there's a buyout clause in there. But don't be surprised if that buyout clause isn't 200 million or something. And Ari has to understand that. But yeah. I can see that scenario happening just mm. as much as I can see him leaving to City. Yeah. Has your feeling but the changed? Problem is, yeah. The yeah. problem is that if he's going to do that, he has to do that quick because come September, winter transfer window shut first or August 30, September. August 30, right, so on September the 1, Daniel Levy might say, well, I'll tell you what, mate, there is no new contract now because the buyout clause is irrelevant because you can't go anywhere now. So, you know, Harry might have to get on and, and do a deal like that pretty quickly. Has your feeling towards him changed, Jason, now? As a fan? Um, a, a, a little week? bit, but, a little bit, but I, I'm, you know, perhaps I'm more... Perhaps because I've seen it happen so many times in the past, going right back to Glenn Oddle's day when, when we lost him and Gaza when we lost him and things like that. I know for different reasons, but, you know, it's just part of the football world at some stage, Harry was going to, if we weren't going somewhere, let's be honest, if uh, we could be in this situation in 12, even if he stays this time, in 12 months' time, we're unlikely to win the league or the Champions League next year, aren't we? So we'll be in this position even next summer going into it. And the same thing again and again yeah. and again. So you just, I, I become immune to it and just think, look, you know, the, the players that are wearing the cockerel are the ones that are matter to me. And if he goes, he goes. I won't stand there and boo when he comes back or anything. He doesn't deserve that. We all have sympathy for him to a degree that he, he should be playing for the best team. He is the yeah, best yeah. player in the league. Yeah. So that's how I'd look at it, mate. And, mm. you know, I didn't hate Bale when he went to Real Madrid. No. You could understand it but that think, way. So Yeah, but I think that's the crux of it there. I don't think any of us or any Spurs that I've spoken to, they're not angry that Harry Kane wants to go. No. I'm angry about that because no. everybody accepts that now is probably the right time for him to go and deservedly go and play for a club that can match his ambitions. And to be fair with Tottenham at the moment, we can't match them. We're in the Europa Conference League. You know, we're a club that in reality at the moment, you look at City, we are miles off. We're miles off them. So I've got no problem admitting that. But it's just the way and he's got about it, isn't it? This is what I mean for, for yeah, you. Yeah, that's it. This is, this should have turned up for work. Mm. Turn up for work, mate. Yeah. I've had enough of it. You know, players have got so much power. Okay. Yeah. Turn up, turn up, man. It's a bit disrespectful. The, it's, just the the Nuno, it's just the fans. Yeah. Nuno's they're going. Oh, obviously, I'm, I'm. I feel like a supply teacher now. I'm not the proper manager, and you're disres- I feel like disrespected. Yeah. And us fans are being cheated because we mm. we don't know where your head's at, mate. Yeah. Come on. Show some. Show something. Yeah. Where's the in fairness to Nuno, I mean, you're right, it's disrespectful because he knows Nuno's going to get bombarded. But um, Simon Felstein left yet. He is, yeah, yeah he's on guard yeah, in yeah. We've yeah. already got his replacement in. Yeah. We've already got his replacement right, so in. Yeah. Whoever the press officer should be going into that press conference and saying, there is no questions about Kane, and as soon as there is, Nuno leaves. And so you yeah. shut it down. Well, I think you shut Nuno, it down. Because yeah. we all know what the answer is. Nuno can't sit here and say, one thing or the other, in fairness to Nuno, he, mm. he knows what the party but, line is, but but he also doesn't, you know, he, he can't guarantee that Manchester City aren't going to turn up with a check. So yeah. the press officer should be saying, this is a press conference about the Chelsea pre-season friendly. Mm. There will be no questions about Harry Kane answered. And yeah. just shut it off. When Who was it who did that before? Was, was it... Um, it was When Darvis Sheff talked to us about Pochettino, he said, forget it. And, and that's what the press officer should be doing, just shutting it down. Yeah. yeah. But the, the problem we, we all know about this is... If that he stays, yeah. if he stays, right, lads, if, if he does stay, big capital I, what's he going to be like in the dressing room? Is he going to be sulking? 
I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I don't know him as a person. I mean, it's hard as it is. You just, is it going to be a bad egg in the dressing room? The, different, the thing with Harry is that, you know, up until this week, this wasn't even a question. That wasn't even, it didn't even enter my mind that we'd be having a discussion around this point. So I would like to think that if Harry doesn't get the move, he will knuckle down. He'll get focused because there is a World Cup as well coming for England. So he's, he's gonna... in the squad anyway for that. They don't yeah. really have to worry about that rich stuff. But yeah, I think but... for us, he's got to put club. Just, but he's, also, he's England captain, and you know, there's a certain law that comes with. I know that, and you know that. But hmm. first and foremost, we're Spurs fans. Is he going to put club or himself? First, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I, mean, I think I think this week has showed you that he has put himself first above anyone. This this week has showed you that. Yeah. This week has shown you that his actions, all he cares about is him. And that's no effect. I mean, I'm not trying to be in the nicest polite way here. If Harry cared about the supporters, I think this could have been handled in a much more different way. It could have been, but I, I just think come come the end of the window, if he's still here, he's driven enough to score goals. He's driven enough to want golden boots and that he'll he'll get on with it and start scoring. He, he may not be himself, but I don't I don't think he'll train less hard or he'll put less effort into it. He mm. wants he'll he'll still want to win next year's golden boot. Yeah. Simple as that. He'll want to win next year's golden boot. So and he'll 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 want to win games for Tottenham once that window shuts. The interesting Do we thing, sign a striker, lads? Do we sign another striker now? Well, listen, we've got yeah, absolutely we've got we, we, we need absolutely. one, don't we? We, we need one. Yeah. Do we sign another striker? We've not even replaced Vinicius. We haven't, you know, well, and Dane and Dane Scarlett, bless him. You know, he's in a, obviously he's with the squad at the moment, he's an academy player. You know, for Tottenham as a club, if they have got serious ambitions of trying to compete for a top four spot, which is what we understand as fans widely, that's meant to be the goal right here, that we're gonna try and trying to get back in the Champions League. How can you go into a season where your star striker wants to go and we haven't even got a backup for him? Because as I, I do keep saying this, Hummin Son, as we know, he's not an out-and-out number nine. That's very no, clear. He's not. He's not. Let's, be, let's be honest, going going back for the last several years, whilst we've never, we've never had a good enough backup, we did have Jensen, we did have Fernando Llorente, and you're right, we had Carlos Vinicius. So, you know, those backups were nowhere near good enough, but mm. we have at least had a backup. Now yep. there isn't even a backup to him. No. So you've got to go and sign us. You've got to go and at least buy a backup one. And that's why I'm stunned that we've allowed Danny Ings to go to Villa for oh, 25 mate. million. I know, mate. Absolutely I know. stunned in it. I know. I just, at the moment, the Harry situation, I, my worry is that that's taking Spurs' eye off doing other deals, but one deal that looks to be very, very close now, I think we can safely say, I hope so, even though there were some reports before we came on air that it was still apparently paperwork not signed, but we understand he's now very close to being a Tottenham player. Um, we'll talk about him just for a couple of minutes. Uh, Christian Romero, I know and you've been very excited potentially about this deal. We know he comes with a very, very high, um, well, I'd say a high reputation from the season that he's had in Atalanta of Italy. He was the Serie yeah. A best defender. Big boots, isn't it? To come to the Premier League. I tell you what, he hasn't, he hasn't seen Spurs' defence yet. I hope he hasn't getting himself into. I hope he hasn't seen the game tonight. I hope he's not watched tonight's defence. I bet he can't wait to be part next to Eric Dyer. Listen, I'm very excited. I think he's a very good player, very good yep. defender, reads the game well. Um, yeah. And listen, I'm very excited for him to be to be here. Um, I saw yeah. a couple of Copper America games as well and obviously Atalanta last year in the Champions League. And yeah, they've done well. And I'm looking forward to him to him coming. I just hope there's another centre-back in place for him to play alongside. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Jace. I mean, 
Romero plus how many do we need? <laughs> 17. Don't, don't say 17. We ain't got all night. <laughs> well, we still need two left backs, two right backs, and two centre halves. Oh, God. Oh, and Ndombele's um, replacement if you're letting him go as well. Yeah, we need Ndombele replaced. So they still work. We need Winks replaced and we need Sissoko replaced. And uh, so there's still lots of work to do. No, of course we need more bodies in the, more bodies in every position. But you know, you, you've all you all seem to have watched Romero. I, I can't say I've watched that much of him, but the stats are really impressive. He obviously had a really good season for Atalanta, a bit like Galena. If you keep ten clean sheets in a season, that's that's not bad going. They, the team has finished third, so he comes with the right pedigree. So, will, how well he adapts to the Premier League? You know, you look at Rafa Varane, I mean, you know, he's an outstanding player, but he might struggle just to yeah. adapt immediately to the Premier League with the physicality. Can they handle the physicality? Mm. Is he is he the dominant centre-half or is he like the Toby that, that's quality but needs the dominant one alongside him? I, you boys probably know better than me, but the main thing is that we seem to have got the number one defensive target, yeah. we've gone and got him. Yeah. That's the main thing. You know, yeah. it might have taken us longer to get there than we wanted to. Yeah. Although, because of because of his involvement with Argentina, actually, if we'd have signed him three weeks ago, it wouldn't make any difference because he couldn't have played yet. Yeah. So that has to be put in. So mm. we, we're getting him at the first time that he would have been available to, to play for us. Yeah. So, you know, we move on to the next one. It's, it's the, the defender that we've apparently chased all summer. And, and unlike Skriniar that we didn't get across the line, we've got this one across the line. Now, now hopefully Fabio puts that puts that pen on the, gets that contract done and then starts the next part of the process. Yeah, I yeah. mean, also we've said goodbye to Joe Hart this week. Um, I mean, clearly one that wasn't in Nuno's plans. Of course, obviously Galini here, Lloris and obviously out of free Whiteman now. Probably not much of a surprise around Joe no, Hart. No, but I mean, listen, the, the, the geezer has, has done nothing but speak well of the club, very professional and... I wish him all the best, mate. Um, he, it's a great move for him, isn't it? Really yeah, good move. Three years as well, so good luck to him. Three-year deal, playing for a, for a big club in high-pressure games and that, so it'll be their genuine number one. I think it's a great deal for him. And finally, boys, Jaffet Tanganga, are we, are we in support of that loan move? Provided, I presume no. no do you not support that, are for you? No, I just find it very strange, mate. I, I, I don't know if you boys spoke about it in, in the beginning, but... Not really, no, we've, t- we've touched upon the fact that he's performing, I, I, but, yeah. I don't know about him. I mean, I think Jay said it a few times in the group. If anything, go to a Premier League club because you're going to get the high intensity of the Premier League week in, week out. But I don't know, man. Would he be the, the first defender to leave on my list? Probably not. But if he wants I'm, to go I'm, and get more football, fair play. I was stunned because I think there would have been an opportunity for a loan. I mean, you know, Crystal Palace released 20-odd players. I mean, they need, if Gary Cahill hasn't signed, Tompkins hasn't signed, they, they need players in. Uh, Brighton have just released Ben White, or, or Ben White's just gone. Uh, Norwich, any of the promoted clubs. What I can't believe that if you'd have offered him to Watford on loan, that, that Watford would have said, no, no, we're not interested in him. Um, I, I think there would have been plenty of Premier League opportunities for him. So I am surprised that we allow that to go to Turkey. But the, the main thing is that he plays week in, week out, wherever he goes. But, yeah. uh, you know, Premier League loan surely would have been would have been favourable to us. And even, even to a degree, a championship loan to, yeah. to one of the, the better championship sides, the ones that are going to, you know, to a Fulham that are trying to push to come back up might have been more suitable to us than Galatasaray. I think the only thing I would say is that you would quite wonder how close that deal is done if he's playing 
against Chelsea in this obviously mine game series. I, well, I just would, would, would he be? Would he be? A, would he be a defender? If I said to you today, mm. right, Rick, there's there's five Spurs defenders. Would Tanganga be one that you go? No, you got to get rid of Tanganga. No, no. I mean, listen, we know the we know the suspects that are up there. We look looking to get rid of the likes of Sanchez. The likes, obviously, of Dyer would be up there. He wouldn't be what they're looking to get rid of. I think the only thing that worries me about Tanganga is his inability to stay fit. That's yeah, a big that's problem. That's the only thing with that, him, that's, a, that's a that's yeah, a massive yeah. problem because you know, as a centre back, yeah. to form a pairing, you've got to be fit. You you've have to be have fit because that's going to yeah. be a massive problem for Tottenham. So. I don't know, I, do you know what? I, unless we've got a number of centre-backs lined up, I really don't know, boys. But I'm going to leave it on this final question. I have to go back to Harry Kane very quickly. Um, and will Harry Kane be a Spurs player come the end of the summer transfer window? No. He won't be? No. <laughs> will we get a striker in? Will we sign at least an alternative? No. So you think we're going into the season? <laughs> I'm joking. You're, you're joking me, aren't no, you? Of course I am, mate. Listen, I, well, no, because it's Spurs, so nothing yeah. ever surprised me. But yeah. of course I want it to stay. Of course I do, mate. But yeah. my gut's telling telling me no. Okay. Jace, for you, I mean, I think you've been consistent all along that if City come up with the right amount, he will go. Do you oh. see City getting to that figure that Daniel Levy wants by the end of this summer transfer window? Mm. It may not now be the figure that Daniel Levy wants. I see, I see City getting to about 125, 130, and whether that will be enough uh, under the circumstances for Daniel to accept. I'd, I'd be surprised now if Daniel was to take that figure. I think Daniel wants more, and, and maybe because of the way it's been done, he'll be even more inflexible to it. But I, I do believe Man City will end up at the end of the window bidding about 125, 130, and it'll be a much more difficult decision to say no to then. You try to get around my question. Is he is he going to be here, Jace? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, like I say, it, what does what does I, your gut what does your gut tell you? Will, he, will you see him in a Spurs shirt again this in this coming season? Honestly, 50-50, mate. Like I say, mm. I, I see Harry Kane signing a new contract just as easy as I see Harry Kane leaving Tottenham. So it, you know, it, it's it's yeah. up in the air. It's up in the air. I, I can see both scenarios. Okay. Well, I, I just don't want to expect... It's almost like I don't want to expend too much energy on Harry Kane when there are more important things for doing at Tottenham as well. well you know, I let, think, let's carry yeah. on with, with the squad rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want, well, I want to see Moussa Sissoko out the door and I want to see a replacement for him. I want to see Winks out the door and a replacement for him. I want to see Aurea. I mean... It, are at the door and see a replacement for him. I want to see Ben Davis out the door and a replacement for him. You know, there's so many that yeah. if, we, if we concentrate purely on one player or window, we'll end up in a right mess. So let's let's get the other things done and let's still go and sign a decent striker anyway because, as you say, you, you've got to at least have a backup for him. Mm. Are, are we convinced... I mean, it's funny because I saw Jamie put out there, that, you know, Paratiger, you know he's always on the phone. Are we convinced Paratiger's always on that phone? Is he always is he always on that phone? What's he doing on that phone? Listen candy Crush, mate. I said it was Tetris. I said it was Tetris. Playing Candy Crush. Oh, my God. Fortnite or something on it. Let's have his cooking up something special. Um, just a reminder, guys, we have got a very special show coming your way. We've got the wonderful Fabrizio Romano joining us imminently to discuss all of Tottenham Hotspur's summer transfer business. Jason McGovern is absolutely delighted by that news. And we've also got a massive announcement coming your way tomorrow. Keep an eye on our social media feed for that big, big announcement to come on the last word on Spurs. Game-changing 
I would say, game-changing. Let me say a wonderful thank you to the brilliant Andy Costa. And thank you as always. Ah, oh, cheers, boys. Lovely to see you again. You too. And yeah, also man. the wonderful Jason McGovern. Jace, it's a big season ahead. Is that game changing for 67 minutes or does that game changer last all 90 minutes? I would hope, mate, we get to the end of the session. That's what I would oh, say. All right, okay. So we're, we're, looking, right, so it's not we're, looking, we're, we're looking to go the Tongi's full battery. Tongi's not joining the team then. We're looking Tongi's to go, not joining us. <laughs> we're looking to go beyond, if we can finish that. Beyond great. 67 minutes. Okay, all right. Okay. That's the plan anyway, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's, I like that plan. Okay. <laughs> but most importantly, guys, keep safe, keep well. And as always, get on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.